Hello, I'm Dr. Jay Greenspan. Acne is a common condition affecting infants, teens, and adults alike. How best can we deal with it? Joining us to discuss this is Dr. Jonathan Miller, who is Director of Primary Care Pediatrics at Nemours and a general pediatrician with expertise in dermatology. Welcome to Pediatric Chat, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Also, my co-host is Paul Rosen. Hi, Paul. Hello, Jay. So, Jonathan, how common is acne and how often do you see it in your practice? Great question. So acne is estimated to be prevalent in about 70 to 80 some percent of teenagers. So it's an incredibly common problem that affects teenagers of all kinds. And we see it almost daily in in pediatric practice. And uh, many people ask, uh, you know, about diet. How does diet play into the acne problem? People have been looking at diet and its relation to acne for almost 100 years now. And um, the sort of party line on this has, has actually been a moving target. So initially, people thought that things like chocolate and sugars and other dietary things may play a role in causing acne. And then for a while, this was very well studied. And most epidemiologic studies did not support uh, a relationship between diet and acne. However, over the last decade, there's been renewed interest in this topic. And there are some studies now that suggest that there are some dietary things that may affect acne. There's not quite enough out there to have us changing our practice, so I'm not yet recommending that people change their diet, but there's some preliminary studies that show that high sugar diets and maybe even diets that are high in milk can affect acne in some individuals. And Jonathan, is acne just a cosmetic issue or is there more of a medical piece to it as well? Acne for most people is just a cosmetic issue. And I don't mean to diminish the psychologic effects of acne. So, so acne has been associated with decreased self-esteem and in some cases even depression. But as far as systemic effects of acne, for most kids, acne is just a cosmetic issue, but can lead to scarring and some significant cosmetic issues. However, in some age groups, acne can be a sign of problems with the endocrine system, irregularities with their hormones, particularly in in younger kids, uh, one to seven years old, if they're showing signs of acne, that will alert the pediatrician to look for other reasons why Mm. they might be having acne. In your practice, you're a general pediatrician, and sometimes I guess you see the rest of the general pediatrician's kids with acne. But in your practice, if you have a kid with a few blemishes, do you talk about that? Because uh, they probably don't bring it up, right? They, they often don't bring it up. I usually will ask them two main questions. Do they care about their acne? Do they want to do anything about it? And, and most younger kids, young adolescents don't really care about it. Their parents care about it more than the, mm-hmm. the kids do. And in those cases, I usually encourage them to just do sort of proper hygiene, and we can talk about that. But for kids who want treatment, then then at those young ages, we can start some things. And what do some of the treatments look like, Jonathan? For mild acne, the treatments are, as I mentioned, hygienic. So um, there's been a lot of interest in whether face washing plays a role in the management of acne. It turns out that frequent face washing does not help with acne management. Uh, that being said, we do encourage people to wash their face a couple times a day with a non-comedogenic gentle soap. So a soap that doesn't cause comedones or zits, but th- people don't have to be overly aggressive with their face washing. Beyond that, there are three main topical medications that we can use for acne. For mild acne, we often use those in combination. So people will get two products, benzoyl peroxide plus either a retinoid or an antibiotic. And then when kids have more significant acne, sometimes we actually do have to put them on antibiotics by mouth or um, another medication called tretinoin, which is a medication that kids take by mouth that's very good for severe acne, but can be associated with some side effects. And so we really reserve that for the most severe cases of acne. 
And what about, um, you know, the old question about squeezing them or caring for them in that way? What's your advice on that? Right. People like to pop their pimples. Right. Um, and we really try to avoid popping of pimples. The reason being that if you pop them, that doesn't always ensure that the discharge is going to come out. Sometimes it actually directs things inwards, which can lead to infections and scarring. Mm-hmm. And so uh, trying to let them resolve more naturally is a, is a better way to go at it. Uh, you know, I'm a baby doctor, but I have seen a few parents with kids that had significant acne, and I've asked them, quite frankly, you know, uh, what have you done about it? And they've said, well, all this stuff's so expensive, and, um, you know, I just can't go there uh, with this fancy stuff that you see at the stores. Does it have to cost a lot to treat acne? No. There there are a lot of products that are marketed out there for acne that are extremely expensive, and they have multiple components that deal with sort of cleansing of the face as well as actually treating the acne itself. Most of those are far overpriced and have one or two active ingredients in them. And, and so we can often prescribe benzoyl peroxide, again, with, with another product that would end up being a lot cheaper and more effective for families. So I usually don't encourage those expensive over-the-counter products. How quickly does it work when you start putting someone on therapy? Do they expect changes the next day? Or So that's one of the great misconceptions is that acne will go away right away. In fact, a lot when, when acne medications are working appropriately, oftentimes we will see some worsening of the acne for the first few weeks, including some irritation of the skin as a result of the topical medication, which sometimes can be very irritating. And then things start to resolve after four to eight weeks. So as long as we tell the patients what to expect, we can often get them through that first month or two, which can be challenging. And Jonathan, is, is there a way to prevent acne or once the acne is cleared up, maintain those kids? We don't have any good ways to prevent acne. But uh, once we get kids under good control, we can often back off of the oral medications and get them on pretty stable regimens of topical medications that can sustain good skin. But a small percentage of people will have acne that persists. The large majority of people will outgrow their acne as they enter adulthood, but approximately 10 or 12% of women particularly will actually have persistent acne into adulthood. A smaller percentage of men will have that. How far has the science come recently? Has it much changed over acne treatments? So not a lot has changed in the last decade over acne treatments. As I mentioned before, there's been some sort of investigations into dietary causes of acne. One of the things people have been looking at recently is how our acne treatments are affecting antibiotic resistance and the bacteria on people's skin. Because we use, as I mentioned before, we use topical antibiotics and we use oral antibiotics. And it seems clear that our use of these antibiotics is actually increasing resistance. And so that's why it's now advocated to use combinations of products. Mm-hmm. So using a topical antibiotic with benzoyl peroxide has actually been shown to decrease resistance. So mm-hmm. that's one of the major areas of research right now. And have you seen, I know we refer to dermatologists at some point, have you seen acne that you just can't treat? Some kids get what we call nodulocystic acne, where they get these large nodules and they get infected, and, and that's what can lead to scarring. And those kids often need to be on what I mentioned before, which is oral tretinoin, which is a sort of a big deal. Um, And so those those are the children who always get referred to the dermatologist. Most general pediatricians don't treat those kids in their practice. And what about babies who have acne? So uh, we get lots of questions about baby acne. Baby acne is actually a very common thing that we see in kids. Usually between one and two weeks of age up to about six weeks of age, we have something called neonatal acne. It's unclear whether that's the same process that adolescents with acne have. 
but uh, it, it, it causes very similar findings. These infants will have zits. It doesn't appear to cause any discomfort in them, and, and it's not associated with any problems like we talked about hormonal or problems with the endocrine system. And we rarely ever have to treat neonatal acne. It's a very benign skin issue. So is it safe to say the conclusion that most of the time acne is a cosmetic situation? Yes. But it can be treated, so kids should not be going around losing their self-esteem because of acne. There seems to be a next step. There is a next step. Kids should not suffer from this. This is a, a disease that we can definitely get under control. I encourage anybody who's having a hard time dealing with their acne to talk to their pediatrician because there are things that can be done. Great. Thanks for joining us, Jonathan. It's been great information. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. To our listeners, if you have a question about this topic, or if there's another topic you'd like us to explore in a future pediatric chat, you can send it to us by using the question portal on our webpage. And be sure to view our library for more pediatric chat programs. I'm Dr. Jay Greenspan, and thanks for listening.